This is the CR Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, and pride. And you're listening to a Testimony Talk. On our Testimony Talks, we get a chance to hear from someone who has taken the steps and applied them to their own life. This gives us the opportunity to see how the program works and to gain hope that we might have similar experiences. Welcome back to the podcast. So excited to have each and every one of you here with us today um, to listen to this this uh, testimony talk here today. So I'm super excited to have my uh, really good friend here with us. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, John. Hi, my name is Chris. I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I struggle with lust, codependency, and pride. Hey, Chris. To name a few. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> Uh, man, I'm so excited to get you on the podcast and have a conversation. It's uh, it's kind of a big deal for me, man. It's a big deal for me too, John. Thank you very much. <laughs> Something I'm not used to, but um, it's definitely a good opportunity. I'm glad to be here. Thanks, yeah, John. absolutely. You know, um, so you've been, uh, shoot, been in kind of doing the recovery ministry at Palm Valley even before I was there, right? Yes, I am. So, um, and we kind of, were able to launch out. You were part of like the original team that kind of launched CR this past time with us. Uh, got coming up on four years total, so that's really cool. Oh, that's Heading awesome. into our fifth year, um, really exciting. Um, but you've been you've been around for a while, and you were one of the kind of the original guys that I saw when I showed up at at Palm Valley and kind of got back into recovery. And uh, I think you were there that first meeting. I was crying my eyes out and uh, just a, a lost young guy and so it's kind of a a really neat thing to be here right now with you kind of talking it is incredible to be here with you i am i am just pumped in all that god has done in your life and just the time i've known you and i want to tell you that i'm a little envious or jealous maybe <laughs> uh in the fact to think uh my recovery goes back to starting in 1988 and i got a lot but in the last uh, three or four years, I've learned so much more. Mm. And uh, and then, I, as being an, an elderly gentleman, <laughs> I, uh, I I think I would have liked to have been farther than I am, but God's got a plan. He, he sure really does. does. And so I am grateful for that plan. Yeah. No, I, I am too. You know, I think that's, uh, it's just always interesting to look back and see how paths cross, you know, and, and if one thing would have been different, you know, would have been better. I don't know, but it's, it's, I think the some the thing I would look at is the people, you know, what I've been able to been getting to know the people that are there. And so I am certainly grateful for uh, the way the things have been and that we've been able to be hanging out for a while now. Yes. Um, really good. So, uh, yeah. So, I've got a chance to know you, and I've got a chance to hear some of your story before. Um, but of course, we've got some listeners um, who don't know your story, don't have any idea about you. And so I would love for them to be able to get to know you and to be able to just let your story impact them the way that it has impacted me. So um, would you mind sharing with our listeners just kind of some of your story, uh, what kind of, you know, whatever, 
some of your upbringing and and kind of what got you into uh, recovery. Sure, John. Um, well, uh, to start out, I came from a family of ten, uh, nine siblings. Uh, my parents, uh, who were married for over sixty some years, I'm very proud of that. However, all that time it didn't feel very good. <laughs> Um, I grew up uh, number five of ten children, and uh, and we did not have a lot, but we had plenty. In uh, in looking at what other people may have, mm. however, in my young eyes, I always looked at what other people had, and I was a little jealous and stuff like that. And being from a family of ten, you can imagine how hard it was for parents to give individual individual attention to uh, mm. each one. Now, if we got individual attention, it probably wasn't for the best reasons. <laughs> you know, and that's not a that's not a great thing. So, yeah. um, I grew up a little lonely, insecure. Um, this is in Buffalo. This is Buffalo, New York. Yes, Buffalo, New York. Um, and it's not like I don't like s snow in winter. <laughs> However, gray clouds and grayness outside can get to me pretty quick. Sure. Um, but anyways, I, I grew up a little insecure, would have liked to have a little more uh, feeling like I was actually uh, uh, important. And uh, that that was a little hard to have uh, 10 kids feel like they're all important. Dad was important. Yeah. yeah. A little jealous of dad, couldn't wait to grow up to be the king of the household where everybody served me. Sure. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> Anyways, uh, as at a young age, um, uh, I was definitely uh, taken in by the attractiveness that women of women, hmm. how God made women, and that became uh, um, a lustful thing. As much as I am ashamed to say, but it was a lustful thing. However, that's where I turned to comfort for a long time. Hmm. I couldn't wait to be married, so that uh, I was actually. In God's will and my desires and my uh, my activity. So Anyways, you you were raised up. You were religious. You had because it sounds like you had some understanding about how things worked. Although yeah, I, you were struggling in some ways too. I skipped that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, my mom uh, was always very prayerful. My mom, um, I look at her like she was a saint, and she had her own flaws and sure. stuff like that. Uh, my dad was not a saint and uh my mom was raised catholic we were raised catholics my brothers and sisters my dad never went to church he was raised in a presbyterian or baptist setting and when he got married he got married in the rectory of a catholic church after he went through some classes hmm. and i would only guess to say that that was a little bit uh tough for him because kind of forced into it uh, oh secret my um, mom was pregnant. <laughs> oh, okay. And so when they got married, uh, which I never would have guessed, I didn't know that until I was a teenager. Hmm. Anyways, never took the math for that. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, so I was a little bit torn because I grew up in Catholic school and what they were teaching me and what was happening at home is really kind of hard to separate how my dad could be lost or outside of God's loving arms and yet everybody else that did this, 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 and this were in his loving arms. So that was a, a point of a little contention or um, confusion. Sure. 
So uh, when I grew up and when I got in high school, I started going to Bible studies and I started know more about the Bible and seeing more in the Bible. And I'm thinking, did they leave this out? Why wasn't I more aware of this? Uh, uh, what, what else am I missing? And uh, I, uh, I definitely was grateful to know more and know that Jesus came not only to give me the opportunity to be saved, but he was my Savior. Mm -hmm. He was my Lord. He paid the price for me for all my screw-ups and bad mm -hmm. choices. Um, and yet, you would think I would learn. <laughs> but I'm still learning, so I'm really grateful for that. Um, and uh, in high school, uh, I would often get on my mom's case about how she believed or whatever, because I was starting to believe just a little different. Mm. And um, I didn't know it at the time, but I gave her so much stress that she ended up going on tranquilizers because I was upsetting her. And years later, I found out after a while, she was in prayer and, and God was saying, well, what was wrong with our relationship? And, and I don't know. He says, well, why did you change? So she uh, definitely had a very prayerful uh, um, life and uh, continued that after I put my two cents in and interrupted it. I'm not going to beat myself up about that because it definitely was a learning experience for me. Yeah. And I'm sure she learned something from it too. So yeah. Um, after high school, my dad and mom, they brought me out to Arizona where I stay with my aunt and uncle and started college and i uh, went to work i worked at kmart and met a girl there and before long we were married and i would love to say that i did everything just how god laid it out but mm. i was not that way uh we we lived together um from november of um 75 and in march of 76 we got married uh my ex-wife, Charlotte, she had a daughter, Jennifer, who was two years old when we got together. And uh, um, after that, we were married for 16 years, and we had three other daughters. And, uh, and in that time, we had ups and downs. And uh, at, in 1988 um, is when my wife found out about my lusting and pornography or uh, my uh, inappropriate behavior mm. and it was like um, it was like just opening a door and seeing somebody and and then it's like here's how I felt I felt I felt joy because now something had to change yeah and I was scared to death because I didn't know what was going to happen with my family Sure. So uh, we ended up getting counseling, and through the counseling, we ended up uh, being married for three more years. But we went to counseling for a year and a half. Great counselor said, "There's not much more I can do for you now, but you know you have other issues. Call, and we'll get hmm. get on them." We learned enough at the time we left that we could have done that. But there was a year and a half that passed since then, and we got into old habits mm -hmm. and old. Uh, uh, reading minds thinking and uh and for myself i will say i was a little bit 
because I was going through uh, 12 steps and trying to get better and uh, getting with a whole lot more guys that were had a lot more experience and a lot more knowledge than I did and uh, learning. And uh, um, I was a little bit ticked because it was like she didn't have anything to work on. <laughs> well, I would differ with her, yeah. but in reality, we can't tell anybody they got problems. They got to right. decide for themselves. So anyways, um, we ended up getting divorced um, and uh, I went on and actually I ended up uh, having uh, an arrest and uh, um, was convicted and spent 15 years on probation. Um, through that time, that was a very hard time. And uh, just a little while ago, we were talking about ingredients going into something that are terrible ingredients, but when they're all together, they can come out and mm. do something amazing. And walking through them, it was tough and hard times, but it's like, it's awesome and amazing what God has done in my life and even in my kids' lives and how they uh, have grown and know so much more and are more loving than I could have ever been. Mm. Even though I wanted to be the perfect father <laughs> and husband, I was definitely not. And um, it's a lot of shame and guilt in that. So um, I, I still battle with feeling... Um, uh, insecure, sure. wanting to, this is part of my codependency. Yeah. John, do you like me? Please, yeah. John, please. <laughs> um, and it's, it's part of just, uh, walking through that stuff and actually owning that God has me in his hands. Mm, that's good. It's incredible. Yeah. I never get emotional. John. <laughs> Watch. Yeah. Lie, lie, lie. No. Anyways, um, it is incredible. Yeah. Um, there's things that can set me off emotionally very easy. Um, and I'd much rather be crying than getting angry and breaking things. So yeah. that's a great thing. Absolutely. Uh, but um, in in uh, celebrate recovery, and by the way, John, I was involved in celebrate recovery when. Christ Church had it quite a long time ago. Yeah, so um, what was that kind of like? So you you pretty quickly got into a 12-step, but what was that? Was that? There was a, there was a, um, just a, a secular 12-step group. Okay. And by the way, John, thanks for bringing it out. Yeah. Um, I had been going to church and pretty much going to church my whole life. Um, and I got into these groups in the 12-step meeting. We would start sharing and... and um, and actually having feedback with each other. And one of the things I thought while I was there is, doggone, if this doesn't feel more like what a church feels like. Right, yeah. Because it was not a judgmental and I'm better than you. It was an accepting. And, well, let me let me share what happened to me and, and how how that worked out and, and other things that I've done and how that worked out. And, yeah. Just so many different stories of people walking through some really junk and trash. Yeah. And and I know, I don't know about them, but I know that I always thought I was smart and had, <laughs> had a pretty good head on my shoulders and could be a perfect dad. Yeah. But I was more than, like my dad than I thought I was. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's okay. Uh, it is really, 
it is really, really great to recognize my shortcomings because then there's something that I know I've got to work on. Yeah. Too much of my life, I've uh, I've uh, tried to uh, um, uh, rate myself with how I other people look. Mm. I would I would compare my great qualities yeah. with. Their worst qualities. I was a Superman. <laughs> and it was a bunch of lies, really. A bunch mm -hmm. of lies. Well, you know, to some degree it was lies because yeah. I was trying to make myself feel good at with somebody else's struggle. Right. Fooling That's yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you were going to secular 12-step meetings and then, so you went to a, a CR at CCB? Actually, I think in the early 90s, not much after John Baker bless his heart and his yeah. family. Yeah. Um, he started it. We we started up Celebrate Recovery. I couldn't tell you exactly when it's at Christ Church of the Valley. And uh, I was involved in that uh, until I, um, I left the church. And I know they don't have it right now, but I know that there was a lot of people that were touched by it and a lot of relationships that grew from it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, everybody's now, I should say, I always have a better idea, mm -hmm. which I need to watch myself. Yeah. And uh, God made, gave me two years to listen mm -hmm. and to learn, so I need to do more of that. But it was good. I, uh, um, I was uh, in charge of uh, a small group, mm -hmm. uh, sex addicts, just like me. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, and at one time, I actually helped with the worship. Really? Yes. What'd you do and, there? Well, I would have sang because I don't know how to play anything. <laughs> I don't know if you did the tambourine or something. No, well, I, I probably got off beat a few times and had to skip it or whatever. I I think there's too much head head going on to making sure I want to do it right, and yeah. so I could screw myself up. Music is certainly that way. But okay, so so yeah. Eventually, you made your way out to Palm Valley. Yes. And we were doing a 12-step. We were working through life recovery stuff. And how long were you there before before our I I was trying to think of this, and it was a couple of years because I was it uh, Curtis was the lead on it at first. You know Curtis? Yes. And Brent? Brent took over from there, and Brent was in and out of there, and I was part of it from there, and then... John, this young man that came in and <laughs> and was having a hard time, did so great in such a short period of time, and we started up Celebrate Recovery at Palm Valley for the second time. This the is the second time. time. Yeah. I, I think it's the second time. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, but uh, it has been going absolutely wonderful, and uh, the, the ability, what I find it out more than anything, John, is... I want to consider myself humble and I was I have this saying somewhere that says as soon as that I feel like I'm humble I've lost it mm -hmm. and uh, the humility there and the ability to actually um, uh, admit my problems which lust is a big one for sure but it was so many things underneath that uh, and the biggest one probably was pride, but I never saw it because mm. I was a humble guy. Mm. Um, and I was deceiving myself. Yeah. So uh, to come out of that is really uh, wonderful. 
Not that I don't battle it. I got to watch myself all the time. Yeah. So that I don't fall back into that pride where, John, you know what I can teach you now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, because each one of us has a gift to help each other out tremendously. And when we see that in each other, it is a wonderful thing. Yeah. It's just great. Yeah, I agree 100%. So what is, what is like, because you've been in recovery for a while now, yeah. right? So how much does it look the same today for you? And how much does it like look different? Like, are you, you know, I think a lot of us think, you know, we graduate out of recovery and one day we, you know, move on and we don't have to do the things, you know, that we learned when we first came in. What, what's kind of, what does uh, that look like for, you being in recovery and sticking with it you know what i'd love to arrive and, and be able to be good and go out of recovery and stuff like that and whether i'm in a recovery a group or teaching or some kind of recovery it doesn't matter i'm still in recovery right i'm a sinner who needs recovery and my tendency is to sin exactly so um i'm constantly in need of recovery uh and and that certainly doesn't sound like much fun because it doesn't want me to throw my shoulders back and feel like I'm somebody. For a guy that's lacking self-confidence and respect <laughs> for himself, it's it's easy to want to get. Uh, but I think in the last years, God has really been touching my heart as far as uh, the more I'm willing to be emotional. Mm. Um not be have it all together mm. not act like i know i have it all together which i can do mm. not that i try it just comes naturally <laughs> um but uh to actually own some of my own junk and i i'm a very prideful guy selfish mm. prideful i i'm judgmental and um self-righteous and all those things God is working in my life to change so that I see the value of each person. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm where I'm at and somebody else might look at me like I'm in a good place. There's other people that could say hey, they got a long way to go. And there's a lot of other people say I could never get there. Mm -hmm. And God's working on each one of their lives to get them to where he has them. And it's not my job to do that. It's my job to love them oh. and to be able to uh, to walk with them, to hold their hand, whatever I can do possibly to help them grow. Yeah. Not because I'm arrived, but because um, God wants me to love them. Yeah. He's loving me. Right. Yeah. Because that's what he's doing for us. That's yes. what he wants us to do for others. Not because we can, quote unquote, help them. But because we need to be, it's, it's share each other's burdens. It's the whole yes. premise of the whole entire ministry. So that's good. I like that a lot. So um, to just kind of move things into kind of what we've been talking about at RCR, um, we just wrapped up our conversation about step nine. Uh, we made direct amends to such people whenever possible. And uh, we're going to be moving into step 10. And so I just kind of wanted to hear... What are your thoughts? Like, what's been your experience with step nine? How has it been beneficial or has it been difficult? And maybe what would you tell somebody who is either going into or working on step nine? Well, um, in the times where I would own my own stuff with people and, and make amends with them, there's a lot of people that will look 
and appreciate my uh, my honesty, my uh, um, transparency, mm-hmm. and that they will work with me. Not like they, there's not something else for them to consider when they look at me, but uh, it's something good along with something they didn't know, right? Or my uh, um, or my apology to them for being like I am. Um, and that is wonderful. God has blessed me so much with people that have heard my story and uh, understand a lot about me. The people I've hurt that I've apologized to um, have been great, gracious, and mm. I'm not out of their lives. Mm. The harder part is there's some people when you tell that um, I have never had somebody just huff off and turn around and go away, mm. but there's been people that have quietly gone away or just mm-hmm. kind of dis- distanced themselves from me, and that hurts. Yeah. I am going to say that it's not my plan. It's God's plan. Right. And right now, that may be just part of the mix that doesn't feel good, and God can do anything with that. He can bring it back to have great relationships with these mm-hmm. people. Or maybe they were just learning moments for me to grow and to continue on and hopefully hopefully a part of that was a learning moment for each of those people that when god gets them to that point they he helps them grow yeah um and though it can be sad to have a friend kind of bow out um i've had other friends that i don't have to talk to for months or ages and i get back talking to them and it's like we never missed a beat yeah things like that are just absolutely wonderful so i mean there's pluses and minuses but when i put it all together and i I look at god is not finished with this picture he's not finished with this production yet Mm. and if i can only be patient keep walking forward that god's got wonderful things planned uh, and I'm not trying to say everything is going to be honky dory, right? But God's got that plan to get us to a better place than that, too. Yeah. No, I think that's so, great um, to just kind of almost recap what you're saying. It's like it doesn't fully make sense all the time why we're going to go and make our amends, but understanding that it is a necessary part of the process that brings us to whatever the next part of the process is, and to be able to kind of trust that. Uh, yeah, I really amends is not something that uh, I would want to do because of the fear in me, and that's right. part of the reason I'm in recovery <laughs> is because of the fear and and what might happen. So actually, making the amends and going forward is is just stepping that like, like stepping up uh, a mountain hiking to try to get to the peak. Right, and it's just one more step up, and uh, I am getting closer to that that awesome view i'm already seeing great things on the way up mm. and um and the the side of the mountain looks really rough here and and i'm going to do it and and i get through that this is the amends i get through these these parts and and all of a sudden i get to another part that's fairly smooth and, and it looks like i'm gonna make it all <laughs> the way to the peak without any more problems and that's okay that's a wonderful uh, uh place to be um and so this is it's another step it's yeah. and it's it's a blessing it is i love that analogy i think that's exactly it 
and uh, and it's funny too because it can be a different experience for everybody, right? It can be, you know, I think everybody has those mountaintop experiences kind of been different. You know, I've seen a lot of people who come in and they shoot up to the top of the mountain and then they're trudging around up there in the, you know, in the cactus or whatever. You know, there's some crazy stuff on top of the mountain they didn't expect, and so it's it's interesting to see. I think again, just coming back to it, it's just you got to, it's a part of the process that's absolutely necessary. And, you know, wherever you're at in the process, it's just trusting. This is where I need to be and I need to move forward because, you know, I, the process is only as good as the next part of the process, yep. you know? And so I think that's really good. So thank you. Um, the last thing that I just kind of wanted to ask you before we wrap up here is, um, I hope, I don't know necessarily, but I hope there's people listening or maybe, They've never been to a celebrate recovery. Maybe, you know, a friend said, Hey, you know, may, you won't go to a meeting, but maybe, you know, listen, listen to this podcast, kind of see what it's about. And they're thinking, I don't know about this. What would you share with somebody who's maybe on the fence? Maybe go check out CR, maybe not. It's not for me, or maybe it might be, you know, they're just kind of in that gray area. What would you, first of all, share with them? What I would share is that. I I wish I was open-minded enough back before I got married hmm. to to walk into somewhere like recovery and start addressing issues or questions I had in my mind that I wasn't getting answered from my parents <clears throat> or someone else and actually have a place to uh to maybe see and, and I'm not saying that uh, it would feel good or feel right or whatever, but maybe, just maybe, my bottom wouldn't have hit. Mm. Maybe when I did get married, I would have stayed married. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of maybes in that, but um, I believe that when we address the issues that I don't want anybody else to see or know about, that certainly can't hurt my relationships in the future yeah because i start learning more about uh, an appropriate relationship mm -hmm. a good relationship a trusting relationship right and that's what i see in recovery i see people come and i know they want a quick fix <laughs> and i gotta admit i love a quick fix but it doesn't work right i need another one right away right so uh so in the walking through this, we learn that God is helping us take care of ourselves better than we ever thought he yeah. could. Yeah. And uh, it is a wonderful thing. I, 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 I invite anybody to come and I pray that anytime any one of us meets new uh, people or people that come for a while or people that are still unsure, I hope we let them know that they are loved dearly because they are. And certainly hope that God shows that through us. That's good. Um, yeah, I would. I uh, I agree <laughs> with all of that. I think that's awesome. Um, and just one more thing before we go, uh, what would you share with the people who are in recovery? They're just getting started, and uh, they're the newcomer. What would you share with the newcomer? You know how that feels. Uh, the newcomer, just hang in there. Mm -hmm. You, you got to hang in there for a little while. Get to know somebody. Mm -hmm. Get to trust at least one person in the group or see who you might trust and take a chance. Mm -hmm. You might find out, like I did, that there's many, many people that I have trust and I can depend on. Um, 
And as far as people that have been in there for a while, well, I've been in recovery for a <laughs> long time. So um, God's got a process and each one is a little different. So um, be willing to walk through God's process and, and keep it up. Um, you, make, you may, and I do believe you will make lifelong friends and uh, get lifelong lessons from it that that are going to help you tremendously. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I can just hang in there. That's awesome. Hang in there. I think honestly, that's the best advice sometimes. Just hey, keep going, buddy. Just hang in there, man. You know, it's just it kind of is just acknowledging, seeing where somebody's at. Yeah. So I think that's good, Chris. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I love you, man. That's right. And uh, this was a good time. Hopefully we can do this again on Thank you for listening to A Testimony Talk. I hope that you take what we talk about here and have conversations with others. The things that we talk about on here are meant to start conversations, not end them. So I pray that you would talk with someone about what you heard here today and that you would look for ways to be a light in your own community. If you are struggling to find community and people to talk with, then please send an email to recovery at palmvalley.org and I will personally get you connected with a volunteer from Celebrate Recovery. Nothing changes the fact that we need each other, even if that means that we have to find new and creative ways to do so. You can also send me encouraging messages, comments, or concerns to that same email, recovery at palmvalley.org. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone else. I love you all, and I hope to see you soon.